Hey, welcome back to Season 3 of Pigeonal Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Focus Family Podcast. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Steve? Uh, <laughs> well, I've got hockey. <laughs> I guess that's I've it got, at all. I've got, I've got hockey. <laughs> Uh, really busy with the kiddos and soccer. It's the wrap up of my older daughter's competitive year. A lot of tournaments coming up. Good news is I get to go to Prescott Flagstaff, which is cool. Uh, really exciting news for me and the fan family. Uh, we're going to go watch Wrexham play in San Diego. Again, once again, soccer for everybody here. Um, they're nice. doing a tour. So it came out yesterday. It was awesome. A couple of my buddies messaged me right away as soon as they heard about it. And I lost my ever loving mind and booked it so we're pretty pumped about that pretty action-packed summer going back home to canada san diego and in santa fe as well so be uh exploring it on up man so i'm looking forward to that just not the next two months of work <laughs> it sounds like sounds like you got a busy summer coming up because i mean we just did switch over to uh to the spring officially this past week well, i guess last week was spring uh, we had the time change here in, in Denmark a few days ago, so still working on that. Um, I know you yeah, don't change messing, time there in Arizona. Yeah, exactly, and it's messing everybody up. So I'm literally getting calls at 5 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., because uh, people have no idea about the time change again, so it's it's awesome. There's nothing like being in a deep sleep to be woken up by a phone call. We really got to get rid of. Oh, I mute my. I set the whatever feature it is on my phone every night where it's a uh, do not disturb, and I just set it up to where yeah you're 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 not waking me up because I I mean especially with WhatsApp where mm-hmm. all these random phones especially from India mm-hmm. decide that like yeah I want to call this guy no hell no not gonna happen so I set my do not disturb every night but I also make sure it's automatically off at a certain time so I just won't say what time. But spring is here, man. It's it's I don't know. You couldn't tell right now in Denmark. It goes. It was really nice for a couple of days and it got really cold and started snowing. So I don't know. You never know what you're going to get here. All I know is that it's going to it's I think if it's anything like it was last year, one day it's just going to be nice. And it's that's it. Like, it's just it's here. So we'll see when that happens. But yeah, here, dude, we we are in the I'm not complaining. We're in the low high 70s low 80s right now so i'm okay with that right now what i dread is all of a sudden the quick spike in temperatures like that's what scares the living crap out of me um not looking forward to that but hey like i said i can't complain this year um last year's summer here for people that don't know arizona we get monsoon season which is awesome because it brings rain it brings lightning storms that are just phenomenal only problem with that is living in a dry desert. Fires break out pretty quick. Uh, and then the good old haboobs, sandstorms. Those are great when it's mixed with rain, by the way. Nothing like muddy water dripping down from the skies. Phenomenal. But I will be missing the majority of the June portion of it because I'll be away. Then that, you know, a couple of days in San Diego will be brilliant because it'll be definitely cooler there. So, uh, yeah, just for everybody, Phoenix in the summer sucks and i can't say arizona because if you live in places like flagstaff or oh we always go to pine top beautiful beautiful spots that are higher elevation oh it's great it's absolutely awesome 
So not Phoenix, not Scottsdale, not anything at lower elevations. Even Tucson's a little bit cooler, and it's only a two-hour drive away. So there you go, everybody. Nice. I've just filled you with good old Arizona knowledge for when to travel and when not to travel. Yeah, I guess if, if you're trying to travel to Denmark, it's uh, just not the winter. Um, if you like rainy, dreary kind of bland weather which truthfully i do not gonna lie <laughs> uh, most people hate it um and chris i think you, i think you me. were an emo emo guitars guitar player in uh, a former life my friend <laughs> former life <laughs> yeah. i said former life yeah yeah <laughs> I do like this sort of weather. It's it's exactly like what I'm explaining right now as I look outside. It's exactly what it looks like. Um, I don't like the heat. Uh, I don't really like the sun. Uh, you can you can you can tell by my sparkling vampire skin. That's what I was just gonna tell you. Yeah, you've got the complexion of me. That's why the sun. Every time I step outside, I hear an audible laugh because uh, the sun knows it's just gonna destroy me within five minutes. Uh, <laughs> The red beard is a giveaway. I tell you that much. The red beard's a giveaway that I'm going to burn. So it is what it is. But you know, we'd be amiss if we didn't talk about hockey six minutes into the podcast here. <laughs> That's oh, right. Man. People people like us making fun of ourselves. <laughs> they do. It's, it's people actually did. They like the intros. They like uh, when Sebastian and I did it. When you and I do it when uh, Ben and I do and anyone else we have on the podcast, they like to catch up because they're catching up with us listening as much as we're catching up with each other. Cause a lot of times we are not usually talking at length throughout the week. A lot of times between podcasts, sometimes we do. And a lot of times we don't because everyone's busy and everyone's on different time zones. So I tell you, man, it's been a couple fun weeks of hockey. The USPHL's wrapped up. Other action I've been watching is wrapping up. It's been a, it's been a lot of exciting hockey, man. So before we get into the wrap of the Western USPHL, you've been talking about doing a little bit of coverage for another league, Chris. So let's hear about it, my friend. Yeah. So basically, as I was bringing it up before, I've been watching some other action outside of the USP. Uh, it's It's been the VIJHL. Been a fun league to watch so far, just watching the at least the eight teams that made it into the playoffs out of the 11 teams in the league. It's really interesting, really fun hockey, and why not learn a little bit more about a league that I'm probably going to get really, really into. But it's not only that, but the, like, you know, that that said, I mean, we, we kind of started this podcast during COVID, and I've had a little bit more free time than normal, especially upon moving here while my wife does her thesis. Say by this summer into the fall, I'm probably going to go back to a, a more... I wouldn't say a traditional nine to five, but we'll see uh, more of a full time position or, or, you know, better focus on launching a business. So I'm not probably going to have as much time to just soak in all the hockey I want as I've had uh, these past couple of years. And so, you know, I'm just going to say, like, we're, we're still going to be covering the USPHL uh, Western tier three level, which for next year, I think is just a Northwest and Pacific as well as the VIJHL. Um but if you're a player in that league or you have a child in that league or you're just a big fan of that league as well, or either of those leagues as well, I'm going to say that you're probably going to have to point out especially the saves because, um, as any of you listeners might know, we've had 
I've had what 375 saves out of the Western USPHL alone this year. This doesn't include the other hundred plus saves from other leagues. 375 saves this year and 129 goals. I'm a I'm pretty biased, Steve. I think everyone knows we're pretty biased towards goaltending. And so no. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot more beauty, three times the amount of saves as I see in goals. So, um, but the problem is I'm just, they don't timestamp saves, um, especially pretty ones uh, in most areas. So especially if you're goalie out there or teammate or like I said, a parent or whatever, don't be shy. If you don't point it out, I might not see it. And I love a good save. It's been proven for the last several years as we've done this podcast, we love a good save. So I just won't have the time investment to sit around and and watch 15 16 17 hours of hockey in a couple days so don't be shy reach out uh, let us know hey i made a great save I, I scored a great goal let us know we want to highlight those especially um, if you're in the usphl tier three west or the vijhl but even if you're in another league we'll still want to give it a feature but those are the leagues we're going to be probably covering a little bit heavier as we go forward we we, we catch what action we can so yeah, and also, and it, if you've been featured on our podcast or you've been playing in one of these leagues and you're going to be somewhere where, for example, if you're playing collegiate and you're going to be playing ASU, hit me or Chris up and let us know because I will happily go check out a game. Yeah, absolutely. You, you want to let us know because if you're going to be playing down in uh, Arizona in that area, you, you know, Steve will definitely try to do his best to get to your game. And uh, depending on if you play in Copenhagen, hey, let me know. And if if, if we relocate, I'll, you listeners should know where I end up with that. And I'm definitely down for catching some games if uh, we end up on the West Coast of Canada. And also programs. We do want to feature programs like we've done in the past. On In the past, we've had on the Northeast Generals and the New Jersey Titans and the Austin Bruins out of the Null. Uh, we've had different programs out of the EHL and the HLP. Uh, we've had collegiate programs. We still want to feature programs. And, uh, you know, if it's a program where, especially if it's a not pay to play program, we definitely don't mind talking with those programs and, and featuring those so that, uh, you know, players know who to reach out to. And so, you know, because I'm definitely wary of different tier three programs at this point. We've talked with a lot of great ones, but uh, you learn more the more you know about junior hockey. So <laughs> every program that reaches out might not get on. But uh, we definitely want to feature uh, Tier 2 and, and those those free programs that help elevate players and, and move them on to the next level. We'll still cover the players in the Tier 3. Those are those are our boys right there. We want to cover those players. We, you know, we want to cover, um, like I said, the USPHL Premier Tier 3, the VIJHL, and, and see about getting those, uh, getting those athletes the recognition they deserve so they can move on to the next level to where it doesn't cost as much. So it's going to be an interesting couple of years, Steve, that's for sure. Indeed, indeed. I'll be here. Hopefully, as long as the water doesn't run out. So, <laughs> so we've basically covered the first couple rounds of the playoffs. So, but I do not recall if we identified standout players for the first two rounds, though, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So, with the US Patreon premiere, we've we've talked about kind of how the first couple rounds of the playoffs went on. And then anyone that wants to read a little bit more about how those all unfolded, you can check out my articles on the Hockey Focus. But, you know, I did want to give a shout out to just some of the players that really stood out in some of the series. So in like the San Diego Fresno series in round one, uh, it was definitely Jacob Gagnon, uh, Noak Person, Emilia Louvre off of Fresno. I mean, they were just phenomenal that game or that series. Uh, then with the Ontario Vegas series, it was like Nick Bonaldi, Tristan Felix Tremblay, and Eric Alexanian off of Vegas. 
with the Rogue Valley and Vernal Oilers in the first round. Goaltender Caden Edstrom off a of Rogue Valley really stood out, whereas uh, Philip Molnar and Alex Rene Bartikovics really stood out with Vernal. When it came to Rock Springs and Seattle in the first round, our friend of the podcast here who is just on, so give a listen to his recent episode, Brody Shaw really stood out as kind of the first star in that series, as well as Seattle defender Walteri Kutnin and goalie Felix Floodman. They also had great series. When it came to Provo and Pueblo in round one, Luke Garrienti and uh, Lucas Bjork really stood out for Pueblo, whereas Sava Serduk really stood out for Provo. And then finally in round one, Idaho and Noko with Braden Freifogel really standing out for Noko and uh, George Goodwin and Con Robotham really is the standouts for Idaho. Now with round two, again, a lot shorter because a couple teams were clearly eliminated with Vegas and Fresno, Kelly Coldwater, uh, off of Fresno really stood out, whereas uh, Anton Torigny and, again, Tristan Felix Tremblay stood out for Las Vegas. Idaho and Utah, you had Miles McHugh, Blake Rothstein, and Matthew Kwepke really standing out for Utah. With the Pueblo and Ogden series, Alex Timmons stood on his head that series. He had a great series for Pueblo, but Andrew Alonzo and David Orsmog were the first and second stars for me that series. I think they played incredible and advanced Ogden on. And then with the Seattle Vernal series, you had Antonio Tarantino, Presley Toth, and Alex Rene Bartikovics yet again standing out in that series as they took out Seattle, and Seattle put up a hell of a fight. But uh, yeah, I I didn't mention those players, I don't think, on previous episodes, but I wanted to give them all one final shout out this season, especially to uh, some of the age outs. All right, Chris. So what's your thoughts on round three and the Nationals? Oh, round three and the Nationals. Um, Well, I would say I was really invested in round one and round two because they meant a lot. Uh, Round three, there was only two teams playing in round three, and that was Ogden at Utah because all it mattered for that series, at least I hear on the West Coast, was who's going to be crowned Mountain Division champion, uh, which is important. Uh, I think it could have been a game, not going to lie. I think especially when you have every other team in the USPHL off for two weeks and these two teams have to play each other in a three-game series to determine a champion when they both advance the Nationals anyways. I think in a case like that, that's where I'm 100% behind. Just make it a game. Make it a one-game series, winner takes all. Gets Gets the crown, gets a champion, and then get the boys healthy and, and rested in the advantage of moving on to Nationals. Because when they got to Nationals, I tell you what, Ogden and Utah were flat when they arrived. I don't know what – those teams were some of the best teams in the nation, and they just didn't look good <laughs> in, in their first games. Uh, they both recovered in game two, but uh, it, it was really dangerous to see and horrifying at the end of the first section of Nationals after day one. 18 teams make it there and only 16 make it in the sweet 16 and the two teams sitting on the outside after day one were the two teams that had to play each other the week before. I think that adds up. They were tired when they got there and yeah, nationals itself was a, Exciting. I really did like the USPHL's format this year. I thought it was a lot of fun. I definitely misunderstood some things from watching the Dan K show's broadcast goals definitely made a difference and really did fluctuate where teams ended up. But I thought it was the right way to do it with the with the kind of the setup in the USPHL this year where the 18 teams advance. They all play in this two game set between three teams and uh, 16 teams make it while two teams play kind of a consolation game. From there on out for the 16 teams remaining, it's 
win in advance or lose and go home. And I really thought that was exciting. Unfortunately, as a fan of the West, Vernal was not able to make it out of the 18 teams and being uh, they were actually placed 17th at the end of that first round. So they uh, ended up playing in the consolation game against Minnesota. It was still fun to watch, but it does make a difference when you know it's really just a consolation game. I'll tell you, like the goalies for Vernal, Ben DiFiori and Antonio Tarantino, they played great. Honestly, they played great for that. Antonio had the first game and then the consolation game, and Ben DiFiori had the uh, had the second game, and that you couldn't have asked them to do any more. The, the Vernal Oilers just had a tough couple teams to pair up against, and it didn't really, truthfully, get much better for the rest of the West at that point because three teams made it in the Sweet 16, but none of them made it into Elite Eight. It was rough as a Western fan. I died. With all my teams right there. <laughs> to see Vernal not make it into the Sweet 16, that hurt. To see Vegas then get taken out. Um, I think they lost 5-2 to two in their game. But, you know, they just got themselves into penalty trouble, which is just kind of flashbacks of Vegas of round one. The uh, Ogden Mustangs, I think. And that's the other thing. Ogden and Utah basically played at the same time at different ranks. So I get it. You know, they have to have multiple teams playing at the same time. But one thing I love doing is watching the games and watching them fresh. So that game, those series of games, I had to keep bouncing back and forth between periods because I think I was in the first period of the Ogden game when the announcer kept announcing what was happening on the rink over. I'm like, shut the hell up and let me watch this game. I don't want to know what's happening on that game because I want to watch that game after this game. I do really good at staying off of social media. And when you have the guys constantly dropping what's happening in the other game, it just it was a tense time for me right there <laughs> as a fan of both these teams. And so uh, I think Utah's game technically finished before Ogden's. No, Utah went into overtime. All I'm going to say is like Ogden, they, they played an exciting game, but they fell. But you know what? Also, when you keep, I'll just say, when you keep running into the goalie, in fact, you can even crush the going to the net and count at a goal. I don't know what else Ogden could do right there. I just, I was super frustrated with the, and I don't really generally bitch about refing on this thing. I don't, if if someone can find a spot where I've done it, go for it. It's, if I've done it, it's been once or twice in years. But the refing in this case i just didn't understand it i don't know what it was and maybe this is just my western bias but it just felt like you could definitely beat the western goalies if you could run into them i just that's kind of how i was seeing all these games unfold the amount of wax i saw at like bendy fiori's glove or the goalies just being run over i mean ogden had owen yancey taken out Again, I don't think in that case it was purposeful, so I can't really say. But when you let a player just up in the goalie's crease, that's the problem. Um, there needs to be repercussions for that because uh, the, the player definitely didn't mean to lift his leg passing the goalie's head. But that's what happened, and you didn't see any more of Yancey after that. And he was having an amazing game. But when you take out the goalie, what else can you what else can you ask for? I just and then it, when they had Ours Mog in the following game, I mean they just literally took him into the net. I'm just and they called it. And if I saw I had to do slow motion like five times, I if the ref saw it, the ref saw it. But the ref had a very strong delay after the player and the goalie were in the net. Then he called it a goal. I'm like, so is it because you saw it fall out of his pad because he was taken into the net? Because I just don't think that should have been a goal. I think there were some BS calls and I got really pissed. And I'm pretty sure there's a series in Utah, too, where they just kept uh 
uh, interfering with the goalies. It, Steve, you would have lost your mind. I'm telling you, I was not happy watching no. these games. But I will. <laughs> I the Utah series, though, I tell you, they had the most exciting game of the Sweet 16 for the the games I watched. And going in overtime, I tell you what, my my heart was in my throat watching that game. Uh, and that one had to have ended before Ogden, either that one or if it was ending around the same time. I don't know. I really felt like that one ended before Ogden's. But I tell you. And watching that goal go in, I was just like, one of these teams made it out. <laughs> I was like, I was heartbroken leaving the the round of six. It was it was kind of tough to even try to watch the Elite Eight because I'm like, you know, more power to the teams that, you know, made it, you know, and, and congratulations to the Northern Cyclones for winning the national championship. But, yeah, to see that the teams I've been watching all year just kind of – and, again, Utah played great. I can't even say Utah – didn't play great. Uh, that first game, they didn't. I don't think any team in the West played their first game very well. They were all flat the first game, but I don't know, man. I liked the setup. I'm disappointed with the way um, it unfolded. And I know the Western teams are disappointed with how it unfolded as well. It was, you know, they traveled the farthest to get there and um, not one of them were playing on Sunday. So, uh that was a tough pill to swallow. It, it, it was it was tough. Ultimately, I think the boys, uh, for the most part, played really well. It's been great watching them all year and really excited to see uh, a lot of players come back next year. Bakersfield's been making a lot of signings. So uh, they've, they've kept me intrigued on, on player signings and re-signings on Instagram. Yeah, and, and then for the O2s that aren't going to be able to, to come back, it's it's been a blast watching them all year as well. Yeah, well, speaking of age outs, why don't we give a shout out to the four programs that went to Nationals whose players are aging out? Yeah, so it was it was the end of the line for um, some of the boys. So it was uh, it's been a blast watching them all year. So off the Vernal Oilers, there's eight age outs. I'm not sure if Carl Angelis is on the roster anymore. But anyways, I think he started with Baker's. I'm not sure who he started with this year, but he played his last game, I think, in late January. I'm not sure if he was affected by injury or anything, but uh, that was the end of his career as well. In junior hockey, as well, had Aaron Hicks, Jace Yadden, Hugo Stalnacki, Braden Deck, Jaden Pesillas, Ben DiFiori, and Antonio Tarantino that are all going to move on to the next stage. With the Las Vegas T-Birds, you had a few players, Bo Kennedy, Cole St. Laurent, and Nerek Alexian. The all-aged out. Electionian had a hell of a goal in that last game, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, look out for that one on Pigeon Hockey's Twitter page as long as we have it. The Utah Outliers, you had Brian Fidesz, Donovan Burdett, Sam Snyder, Alexander Schlelp, Isaac Berkholm, Blake Rothstein, Seth Stock, Leighton Pettypiece, Nicholas Schwab, Paul Waldhauser, Matthew Kwepke, and Miles McHugh, who all-aged out. And then off the Ogden Mustangs, you had Elijah O'Neill, Kevin Martin, Benjamin Rutkai, Jackson Ferry, Tate Jensen, Jake Meary, Austin Gilbert, David Orsmog, Trey Hirschfield, and Owen Yancey. That's it. That's uh, Their junior careers are over with Nationals. And it's going to be exciting to see signings come down for those who haven't signed yet for, I guess, commitments. And, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting stage for all of them moving forward. That's for sure. Awesome. going to miss not being able to choose Murray on my fantasy team. I'm going to pick you anyway. <laughs> I want you to on my team that. this year, and I think if I had you, Jake, we would have won. So uh, I'm blaming the man for this one. <laughs> Still had a good run, though. Still had a good well, run. Well, he'll be at Buffalo State College, so if we were following them, <laughs> you know. 
He's going to Buffalo State. He can eat the best wings of his life. But... <laughs> Again, get those shoveling muscles built up there, Bob. That's all I can say. Enjoy yeah, that very snow. True. <laughs> oh, yeah. And take advantage of it. I love shoveling. Well, I did love shoveling. I haven't lived in a place where... No, when we were in Utah, we, I still had a shovel a lot. So it's been a couple years since I've had a shovel. I know there's a bunch of people right now flagging me down. You can come shovel my driveway. It's like, no, I like shoveling my driveway, not yours. <laughs> so, and when I was a bunch yeah. dude, I was, God, dude, living on those narrow streets where you had to literally shovel your car so they could plow the street. I, I There was people in my neighborhood that loved me because I just feel bad for them, you know, uh, single moms and elderly people. So I would just go on a shoveling tear. And that was not fun. I do not miss that part of Montreal. The uh, sirens coming down the street to let you know that, hey, you've got 20 minutes or your car is going to be towed. Where you literally run outside, shovel your (laughs) car out of its space, jump into a vehicle, drive down four blocks where you literally have to block the street for 10 minutes while you shovel yourself into a spot. (laughs) You know, wait for your street to be plowed and then haul butt down three blocks over to pick your car up and drive it back over it was that was that was fun especially when your car got towed chris like it got towed three times when i was at work you know the they would come to clear the snow and i had no way of knowing because i was working good times don't miss that about montreal but on another personal note i want to talk about chris and i always will throw out the random bets i think you're up on dinners on me at this point aren't you i think you are i think so yeah yeah i redeemed i got back with one I got back with one. So I'll throw it out there randomly. I owe Sebastian when I'm there this summer. I owe you dinner and drinks. I should not be betting in favor of my Habs at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But it it, it is what it is with an injury-depleted team. But it it was fun just watching it. Um, For anybody that didn't check out the celebration by Michael Pizzetta, it was hilarious. Fun game to watch because I think it went to the sixth or seventh round of the shootout. And I think the ice conditions weren't the best, so guys weren't trying to make too many moves. Or No, actually, that was – I take that back. That was the Arizona Coyote game versus the Colorado Avalanche. The ice was a little, little snowy, mm-hmm. so guys couldn't make a move. But anyway, it was a fun game. That's my NHL coverage for the week. Excited about a, a Sully from a fourth liner. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the that's the that's the fun stuff that makes watching hockey so much fun. Who is it on? I don't recognize him, but it was on. He scored a beautiful Michigan goal for Columbus. Oh yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know, good on. I him saw for, that. That was sick. Yeah. Well, like I said, I I lucked out this year when I got to watch Cooley square one versus ASU, dude. Like that was brilliant. You know, that was Damn. absolutely brilliant. So was really really stoked about seeing that live for the first time. Cooley's going to be a good one for the Coyotes. Really good one for the Coyotes. Oh, here's another thing to bring up. I want to get your take on this. I wrote a article, I think, that just dropped today. So for your listeners yesterday on the VIJHL. And also for you listeners, if you're not watching on Hockey TV, they're in the finals between the Sonic Predators and the Oceanside Generals. So definitely give that a look. Game one was last night for your listeners, which was Wednesday, the 29th. It's a seven-game series, so best of seven. Get out there and look. But I've been listening to the broadcasters from the eight teams that made it uh, into the playoffs this year. And it's been mentioned multiple times. It's, 
let's just call it an interesting rule. So I tried to find information on it and I, I found chunks of information on it. So I threw together a small article on the hockey focus, but it's a, it's an ice time rule. And so it's, let's say hypothetically, you know, it's right now Sonic and Oceanside are playing, or is it Sanich? I'm going to have to pronounce that probably. Guys, reach out if you're on the Predators. I would love one of those jerseys. Those are some of the sickest jerseys I've ever seen in my life. So I'm a big fan. Have you seen these, Steve? Have you seen the Sanich Predators jerseys? No, I have not, sir. Oh, just Google it. Google it right now. You're going to be in love. Uh, hey, on another jersey note, um, did you see the Canadians' indigenous jersey that they warm up jersey they wore the other night? No, I did not. Oh, another one, beautiful design, but um, I forget the name of the artist. But I had an artist out of BC do an indigenous painting inside the Habs logo for me about three years ago. I've got it up. I'll I'll share that with you after, Chris, so you can see it. But just yeah. absolutely br- brilliant. But yeah, I'll look up that jersey. What's the name of the team that I'm looking up again? Sorry. Sanich Predators. So it's S-A-A-N-I-C-A-H. N-I-C-A-H. I can't even say that right. <laughs> so I'll keep this in. <laughs> yeah, check out this jersey. I'm in love with this jersey. But they'll be uh, playing. Is the Orca you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm in love with this jersey. I need one. I definitely need one. Yeah, hey, guys, if you're hiring, <clears throat> let me know. But I... uh. <laughs> I ain't shy. Well, we'll take payments. In any any jerseys. team, honestly, if you're if you're any of the teams in the VIJHL or uh, any of the island teams out of the BCHL, hit me up. I got skills. So, you know, I'm telling you, they but it's been fun to watch, and the the commentators have all kind of talked about this odd rule. So say it's the Predators versus the Generals, and now they're getting into an overtime game, right? You know, they they couldn't settle it in regular time, and now they're going overtime. Oof! Oh no. There's a beer league team, and they have the ice time starting at 10:30. What? Yeah. So if it's the Predators that are hosting that game, but ah, the beer league team has ice time at 10:30. Um, sorry, Predators, you lose. Generals win because they're the they're the away team because you couldn't manage your ice time. And uh, I tell you what, and my article basically wrapped up with it. if you force a junior team off the ice and cause them to lose critical points or basically a series, the hockey gods will find a way to enact their revenge. And you should fear the hockey gods. Because can you imagine just Steve, you and I are, are on, a, you know, we got our 1030 ice time because we're old guys and we've, we've slammed a couple, you know, Mickey's in, in the room getting out there, but ugh, you know, the predators and generals are playing for a championship, but it's 1030. And that's when our ice time started. If I was like, no, I want my ice time. First of all, there are fans there. There are families there. These players actually, it's its junior hockey. They put in money and time and there's, I don't, I don't think that should be a rule. I'm so, I, I understand that they're probably appeasing certain scenarios that probably happened on the island multiple times, but the hockey gods will smite you and they should, because can you imagine, like, I can't get my mind wrapped around this rule because they were panicking with uh, a game. I don't know. Was it, I think it was a Game two series, maybe between Campbell River and well, that was Campbell River and Comox played in the first round, whatever. It was one of those games and it might have been Campbell River and Oceanside, but maybe it was Campbell River and Comox, whatever it was. They were concerned that because the game was going over and there were players waiting on the edge of the ice that they might have to call the game. And I'm like, no. And it could just be the rinks are like, hey, we get paid when these, you know, payers lease the ice. Right. Mm hmm. Um, if you're leasing the ice for that time, it's your time. People have invested time to come out there. I understand the concept of it. 
I do. I'm not saying it's idiotic, but at the same time, it's pretty idiotic to force a team to lose. Best case scenario, which apparently a lot of people hate to shoot out. I don't. Sorry, I'm one of those guys. I'm, I'd rather I've heard podcasters go, I'd rather end in a tie than a shootout. I'm like, yeah, because you don't remember ties. That's why they sucked. The worst thing to do is go to a game and there's no result. Oh, we, we get a shit. That's some BS. No, I'd rather a shootout end a game than a tie. Ties are idiotic. That's not, that shouldn't ever be a thing well, in sport. My Somebody's got to like, It's the whole point system. I don't know why the NHL doesn't go to it. You know, a go to the point soccer system. system. Yeah, go to it. It works. Right? It absolutely works. And it's going to yeah, make Because you can teams... get that extra point in killing a team in over, like in regular time. You're going to go hard that last minute versus, well, let's just fight for the overtime. Well, that's exactly it. Or you just, you know, and even in overtime when there's sometimes, you know, well, they, they seem to go pretty good into the shootout. But, like, I just didn't understand it. Just move to that point system. Why does it freaking matter? Right? So stop playing for that oh. tie to get you to the to three on three. I love three on three. It's so much fun to watch. Make it 10 minutes to avoid the shootout. Yep. In 10 minutes, I very rarely is that game not going to be ended, right? It's run and gun yeah. hockey. Give the fans what they want. You know, and then go to the shootout, longer. worst case scenario. Better than the tie. Yeah, and then just do that next year because then you're going to see, like, or, do, you know, in the next collective bargaining agreement, change the, change the format. I don't know why they freak out about it. I'm like, it just makes more sense. No, it earns a win, earns a win in, in regulation and should be rewarded. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I just don't think, I think, VIJHL, if you're listening, I'm also available, so reach out. I, I tell you that I think at least choosing to allow those teams to end it in a shootout versus just the home team having to forfeit. Because seriously, you could look at it. I don't remember what where I saw this part, but. That would basically incentivize the away team to just kind of carry on and slack off towards the end if they knew the home team would have to forfeit and they would get in the game. You can play that strategy right there. So as long as they could at least end the game in a shootout format. Apparently people hate it, but it's still better than a team having to forfeit because a beer league team has to come on or whatever it is or skating practice or something. I just think that there's better ways to handle that, and I think that rule is truthfully idiotic i understand why it's there but i think it's idiotic and speaking of before we do wrap up this podcast some of the greatest hockey minds in the in the nhl right now uh have been making some pretty awesome statements that i agree with which is pretty rare was it Connor mcdavid who recently stated do you remember what Connor mcdavid said recently Yeah, he wants to see the best versus best just like major league baseball with the the what's that the What's the tournament in baseball that they just had? There was, there was games here in, in Phoenix. Like It's not the World Cup of Baseball, but the, whatever it's called. But yeah, everybody wants to see the best versus best. So get it going again. Like Get the World Cup of Hockey going. Get it going. And, yeah. and the thing is, don't, don't do that. Don't do that rookie team again. You know, let their team represent their team. Team North America I was not a fan of. Let the, let the best players play. And then have a rookie tournament too, dude. Like, why not? Yeah. Yeah, show uh, off the rookies. Give them yeah, the spotlight. Yeah, give them give a rookie tournament in as well. If they want to play, if they can play in both, let them play in both. But yeah, we want to see the best versus the best. It's not only that, but like Sidney Crosby, what he said recently too, what Sidney Crosby said about a lot of players have been speaking up about different things happening in the NHL. And Sidney Crosby, I think, has said what all of us have been saying for years, which is please, please go back to the one to eight format. Yeah. 
at minimum. Like I actually like the one to 16 format, but we're in a very, I understand why it wouldn't be popular if you got teams on the East coast playing a West coast team in the beginning, like when it comes to the finals. Yeah. But the one to eight just makes sense, man. Like this whole, you got to play a team in your division and you got, to, I never know who's playing who until the very end. I don't get it. It was so easy. My entire childhood into my adulthood of knowing eight played one, seven played two, yada, yada, yada. Now it's like, Wait, huh? Who's playing who? Oh, wait, we got to play because I don't think Buffalo and Philly have played since the series since they started this setup. Of course, Buffalo's also missed the playoffs for 11, 12 years in a row. So that's beside the point. Those Buffalo Philly series, I don't think there was too much contention during the regular season when I was growing up. But put our two teams up against each other in the playoffs. Oh my God, they were the best series. I I love still like the one Philly. through sixteen. Like I know it's more travel, but that's where you earn it again. Yeah. You Can you imagine 16 dumping all... one? Like, look at March Madness this year on the men's and the women's side. 16s are dropping ones left and right. Yeah, but that's the whole thing, right? Is that so you have really good teams that get eliminated too soon because they're going up against a top competitor, right? Yeah, two right? versus three. Two versus three in some of these things. It's like, yeah, it's it makes no the, sense. It's idiotic. Yeah, and then that's the thing. It's like, again, it goes back to earning it. If you don't want to be in a number 16 team flying all the way across the country, you know, I, I do get that it hurts the top team too, right? Because if, you know, yeah, let's just say it's, uh, you know, let's just say it is Vancouver and Boston. Or we can say yeah. we have Vancouver, Boston, or Tampa versus, you know, the LA Kings type of thing, right? Yeah. It does suck for both teams. But again, these guys are used to flying, right? So give an extra right. day for travel in between. It's not that big of a deal, guys. You know, it's really not. <laughs> so anything's better than this. I don't like this current one. It's terrible. I don't understand why they just can't get rid of it. Nobody gets it. And then, like, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of a lot of things come on about. I watch a lot of hockey videos, guys. So I think there's Johnny Hockey. There's Alyssa Hope. There's Post to Post Productions. I mean, I could list off the the hockey people I regularly watch. Oh, who's that guy in Vancouver? I love watching him. Rob Talks Hockey. I love watching all these channels and, and just seeing what's happening because usually I'm just watching junior hockey. So it's literally how I stay up on the NHL. Mm -hmm. um, so... I just a lot of people are making the same points right now on almost all these channels. And I just don't know why if 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 just these channels are stating this and us talking on this podcast are stating this and other hockey podcasts I listen to are saying this. What is the NHL missing on just giving the fans what they want? Like these all these blackouts are getting ridiculous. If they're killing the sport, uh, that, well, and that's the thing is. Whose video was it recently? I don't remember. Maybe it was Johnny Hockey. He was like, they literally have some of the best hockey any of us have ever seen on the ice right now, but they're losing people because the coverage sucks. The blackouts are getting ridiculous. Nobody understands what's happening anymore with some of these dumb ideas with, the, again, the, the playoff format and such. Yeah, two and three shouldn't be playing in round one, man. That shouldn't be happening. It pisses me off when I'm literally like on my, my NHL game. And I'm the, th you know, I fought to get number three at the season. I have to play the team that's been killing me all year at number two. And I'm like, why can't I, why can't I play number five, man? Or six, right? Three would play oh. six. Why can't I play number six? I have a better chance of moving on to round two if I'm playing number six and I'm playing number two. <laughs> you know, oh, it kills me. Well, but just think if like Boston right now gets eliminated because they're not playing a bottom 16 team, right? Because... They end up matched up against somebody who just happened to play them well all year long. That's a higher rank. It's, that's the yep. whole idea about this. But the other thing is that we always love the severe underdog one, right? Where number 16 knocks off number one. 
Let's see. Everyone it. loves that LA Kings thing where they were eighth seed. Like everyone talks about that series still. They were eighth. They took out everybody. Yeah, and that's it. And the other thing about blackouts, we've already gone over this. If you are six hours away from a game and it's blacked out because it's considered local, how are you going to drum up interest in your team if you can't watch them? You know, and it's yeah, all these they, extra packages. Like right now, I was annoyed because I generally speak and I work late every night and I will have a game on in the background while I'm working. And one night I couldn't because TNT had both of them. Now, for everybody that says, well, just sub- subscribe to cable, I don't. Because I don't watch a lot of crap on cable TV. It's absolutely plus that's useless. Just a, that's just another like 70, 80 bucks a month out of your pocket. That's a, that's a, the cheapest version of it, right? Because that crap always yeah. goes up. And it's, yeah. Yes, it so does. I in streaming channels, I'm paying for that. So do I want to now add on another service just because it has nope. TNT? No, because I already have Valley Sports for Arizona. I already have ESPN to get the Montreal Canadiens and the rest of the games. So, no, I don't want to sign up for TNT. I don't want to sign up. Like, I love the one when it's the NHL Network games I can't watch. It's your own freaking, you know, yep. it's, the, it's got the NHL's name in it, for God's sakes. Everybody should be able to watch that game. It should never be blacked out. Yep. So it, it's absolute crap. And you'll see Canadians fans all the time bitching out like, hey, I live in Gatineau. I can't watch the game tonight. I'm like, it's crap. That's absolute yeah. crap. There should be Living zero. Living in Salt Lake City, I could, not, I could not get any Avalanche or Vegas Golden Knights games. And that's when the Vegas Golden Knights were introduced to the league. I was super excited. If anyone listens to the podcast from, well, at least in the beginning of the podcast where I was talking about the Golden Knights, I was still trying to capture my interest in that team, but they were blacked out. They were blacked out for me because of my location north of Salt Lake City which meant seven hours, a seven-hour drive through the desert to Vegas. And if I wanted to go to a game in Denver, it's a seven-and-a-half, eight-hour drive to Denver. I was nowhere near a hockey venue that wasn't the Utah Grizzlies or the Ogden Mustangs or the Utah Outliers. I'm like, no NHL programs right there. So became a huge fan, thank God, um, of uh, the USPHO, WSHL at the time for those teams. But, but that's the NHL's fault. Truthfully, because I'm like, I couldn't get Vegas Golden Knights games. So I'm just not that interested in a team that I could drive to a few times a year and be like, yeah, I want to go down and, and, and support these games. But I can't even watch it. I don't even know unless I'm watching highlights who anybody is. I can't get invested in them. And I didn't. And, and people in those regions aren't unless they're finding illegal streaming services. They're not getting invested in those teams because they can't watch them anymore. So. It's stupid. The whole the whole concept is just stupid. But anyway, probably a good place to wrap this one up. Steve, what do you think? Indeed, my friend. So we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to reach out if you're in junior or collegiate hockey world in Michigan on a future podcast. Also, follow us on TikTok at Pigeon Hockey Podcast, on Twitter at PHH Official, or on Instagram at PHH Podcast to let us know what you think for as long as we have those laying about. <laughs> and uh, also, don't forget, if you're a junior goalie or a beer league goalie or college goalie, and you just want a cool and amazing mask design for your mask or your dream designs for your goalie mask at maskwraps.ca. They have great prices, custom designs, and they turn them around quickly. And they're also completely removable. So order yours today at maskwraps.ca and get 15% off your mass design with discount code PIGEON2023. That said, this was the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease.